Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about finding lemonade in blended families. Only the lemonade. Only the lemonade. That's right. Okay, after some time of podcasting about blended families and the things we go through, my honey decided we are putting on the rose-colored glasses and we're talking Pollyanna and we're only talking about the lemonade and lemon squares from blended families. Yeah, I feel like we've had a lot of episodes, I mean, most of our episodes from our podcast, we talk about the trials and tribulations and challenges of blending a family. And I want people to know we are, we are not in any way saying, Hey, go get divorced and get remarried so you can enjoy all these benefits. No, 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 no. It's going to sound like that though today, (laughs) but we want to talk about, there are a lot of blessings and positive things that come out of a blended family. So we want to be positive today. All right. So we're going to talk about only those great things that we get from having a blended family. Yes. So if you want to hear about all the challenges of a blended family, listen to the other 64 episodes (laughs) that we have, (laughs) but not today's. Today is Pollyanna, right? So let's start with the kids. The kids, I think, get the most um, lemonade how this whole thing, but you know, in fact, we asked our kids and they did give us some ideas. Um, the number one idea that came back from our kids was more Christmas presents. Yes, they get, well, not just Christmas presents. They get two Christmases, like two full on Christmases, which they actually said is a blessing and a curse. They said it's exhausting. (laughs) I got open presents all day long. I don't understand. And they have to like, you know, eat the whole Christmas thing over. Like it's, (laughs) It's a thing, right? Like we're tired after we get up and open presents and have this big breakfast. And then they have to do a groundhog day. They have to start it all they over again. They have to start all over at the next house. Yeah. We we transition at noon on Christmas Day. So yeah. They have Christmas from whenever they wake up till noon and then again at the other house from noon until yeah. whenever so it's, they it's get exhausting. Done. But they get two full on Christmases. They get a gazillion presents. All right, so that's one benefit for them. Also, birthdays is birthdays, the same thing. Birthdays, yep. They get two full-on birthdays. No. And two birthday dinners and two birthday cakes. and. <laughs> yeah, two, but, um, you know, we did settle, though, that they only get one birthday party with friends a year. Yes, you, yes. Both houses do not do parties. Yeah, but you also have, you know, two holidays. Think of all the other holidays where you get things. Easter, or you have some kind of celebration. Yes. Easter. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right. Right. St. Patrick's Day, because we're always... Yeah. Oh, we give so many presents for that. <laughs> Valentine's Day. You know, they. yeah, you get presents for Valentine's Day, don't you? At least a little chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. There's, there's lots of things around celebrations. And like Paige said, maybe maybe sometimes it gets a little tiring. But, but we're not talking about that because this is a positive episode. Oh, no, positive episode. Positive, positive, positive. <laughs> okay, the other thing you get is you get more grandparents for kids. Yeah, that's a blessing. That's a positive. Absolutely, that's right? a positive, I mean, right? More grandparents to love on you, 
yeah and praise on you right grandparents just think all of their grandkids are amazing and so yeah I, and sometimes you know, grandparents give advice which could be good right yeah yeah they so, have a lot of knowledge to they do that's know. what all their white hair is from that's right. is from raising your parents well not so. everybody will have white hair you know there's this thing called dye that <laughs> will be going on for me for a very long time oh, obviously look you don't if, you're, look if you're watching our video i actually need a dye job really bad right now so okay <laughs> check out our video on youtube at where's the lemonade channel you need a dye job too you no, really, your, your roots are really starting my roots to show. are showing through <laughs> my beautiful blonde hair my my blonde roots are through, showing through the gray i don't think they've shown through in quite some time no probably not <laughs> The other thing that you get, and this this one's a little difficult sometimes, um, is what we call bonus bonus parents, step parents, step parents. Yep. Um, I'm lucky in that my kids have a great stepdad. Mm -hmm. I he's he's great to them. He loves them. He shows them and does things with them that I don't do with them, um, because he's good at things that I'm not good at, and I'm good yeah. at things that he's not good at. It. So uh, for my kids, I think it's a bonus. Um, they get to have two father figures in their life, which right. I think is great. It is. And I mean, um, yeah, having, if you can be mature enough um, to be able to see that the step parent in your kid's life can offer them things that you maybe can't, um, and, it's a, and it's a positive thing, it's great if you can it's not you're not able to usually do that in the beginning no when, it's hard at the beginning when your ex might remarry you might feel jealousy and all these all other kind of things but as time goes by if you can really try to just be grateful that your kids are getting another perspective um and yeah like you said they're doing things with them that maybe you wouldn't do or can't do or don't want to do right like camping like camping oh thank goodness that yeah there's thank your goodness kids, for their stepdad thank goodness he, for that he enjoys camping i do not yep there's no competition going on there we're like no. nope well and and the kids see competition they don't i mean it's hard for them when they see that so it's best to elaborate on the positives that they get out, out of this right yeah um yeah like if you hear that you're you know the kids you know say mom and stepdad have taken them camping and you hate camping you don't have to feel like you have to take them camping. You don't have to win that competition. Just let it be. <laughs> well, in fact, you should even ask them about the camping trip. Absolutely. And make it fun for them and as well. Yeah. So, yes. The, so I think um, their bonus parents bring them um, new perspectives and new... A new view on... Yes. And can be their really good friend or like a really good aunt or uncle... Um, so that can be a really big positive. It can be. Now, another thing that you mentioned, you know, a new or broader worldview. Think of all the aunts and uncles now that they have. Yep. And not just grandparents, but other people that are going to influence their lives in some way, shape, right. or form. And, you know, that that helps them become more, see things from very uh, several different perspectives instead of just... Absolutely. Um, one of our children responded to us when we asked them what is a positive and said that it helps them um, because they've had to form new relationships with so many new people, right? They were kind of forced into it. Yeah, forced into it. But now they feel like they're really good at making friends and adapting um, and 
you know, to new situations. Well, yeah, and they did some research on this and kids um, tend to become more flexible and be able to handle conflict resolution uh, much easier after some time in a blended family because there are multiple households. There are lots of people in, in their lives now. Right. So it, it tends to help them become more flexible and in the way that they... And didn't it also say in that same article, didn't it say that it helps them be more forgiving? Well, yeah, it's a, it says here, kids typically score higher on emotional skills like forgiveness, generosity, negotiation, because you've got to learn to negotiate. Yep. Um, yep. When, you're in, when you're a kid in a blended family, because yeah. there's a lot of attention going all over the place. Yep. And so you've got to, you got to figure that one out. Yep. Yeah. So... Another thing that is a positive is we're going to look at it as positive today because this is our Pollyanna episode. <laughs> the kids get more siblings. Yeah, more time to um, have, a, you know, more more friends. I, I think of Sam and David primarily. Uh, every time we have a transition day, which is every Wednesday, Sam and David spend two, three, four hours talking. Yeah. It's like they were long lost friends that hadn't seen each other for a long time. And I think Sam really appreciates um, that because 50% of the time, Sam is here alone with us. Right. Yep. And then 50% of the time he's with the other kids. So he kind of had, he feels like he has the best of both worlds because half the time he's an only child. So all of our attention is on him. Um, But then he starts to get a little bored with us and it gets to be a little lonely. I don't think we're that boring. We're pretty boring. I guess to a uh, 15-year-old boy. Yeah. He's 15 now. He's 15 now. I know. know. He's getting old. So, yeah. I mean, not all of our children in the beginning were excited about their new siblings. No, not at all. But we're not talking about that today. No, we're not. We're talking about how they are excited about their siblings. And and some of our siblings, some of our kids, the relationships they have with their step-siblings are... Pretty strong. Yeah. I've been I've been kind of surprised at how strong they can yep. get. Yeah, I love it. And maybe one of the reasons is because they didn't grow up together. That it's almost like it's a it's a natural it's a friendship that they have formed um instead of, you know Despite us. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to talk about um, the lemonade for parents in a blended family. Yes. And there are some. There are, Actually, there's quite a few that uh, we read about in comparing to like a single parent home to a, a, a blended family home. Right. There's a lot, of, a lot of benefits. Yeah. But let's go all the way back to the beginning. Like, hey, now there's a lot. There's a lot more kids. But there's also times where we don't have any kids. Yeah. So it is easier for us to go on a trip, right? So like if you're in a, a nuclear family that hasn't been divorced and you the parents go on a trip, you have to find someone to watch the kids. Yeah. For a week or a weekend yeah. or something. Now they go over to their mom's they house. They go over to the other house. Or, so it's much easier to go on a trip because, you know, they just go over to their other parents' house. And and sometimes, even though we have Sam 100% of the time, sometimes he goes off and visits his dad. Mm-hmm. And then we get some alone time. That's happened yeah. a handful of times for us. And it's kind of almost like preparing us for retirement when there are no kids and I have no work. 
Yeah. Um, and we survived it, which is amazing. Yeah, we had a couple of days alone during the Christmas break uh, where Sam, your kids were at their moms and Sam went and visited his dad. And and yeah, I mean, that doesn't, when does that ever happen in a and, and traditional it, family? So, so yeah, so you can look at that as a blessing. Yeah, that's, that's somewhat of a blessing. Yeah. Another thing, we talked about this a little bit from the kid's perspective, but from a parent's perspective, it's sometimes uh, nice to have a, a step-parent kind of fill in the gap of areas that maybe you're not good at. Yes, and I, as I mentioned already, if you're mature enough to be able to see that, it's fantastic. Yeah, for, for example, my kid's stepdad, he, he's a captain. He's got his captain's license for sailing. So he can take the kids out sailing out on the ocean, something I could never do. Right. Um, for a couple of reasons. I get seasick and um, I don't have a captain's license. Right. I don't or think a boat. I'll, or a boat, so I don't <laughs> think I'll ever get one. But playing off of um, my kid's stepdad's strengths is, is great for my kids. Right. Right? That is, you just said it, it's great for your kids. And so if we can be. Well, that means it's good for me. Right. Because my kids are learning something that I can't teach them. Right. And they learn from me too. Right, of course. Right? But now they have so much more that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, um, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't come easily to be able to look at things like that. Because at first you might be jealous and trying to compete. But um, hopefully after some time, you can really appreciate the step parent in your kid's life. Yeah, absolutely. And what they can bring to, to their lives. Now, another thing is, is as you add kids to your family, it kind of disrupts the apple cart quite a bit. Of course, yes. But it brings new perspectives and talents into your family. Yeah. Which was really, really interesting and cool. Yeah, it is really cool. When all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, now we've got a cello player in the family or now we've got... Someone that knows how to play the violin and yeah, we have almost a full orchestra now in our family. We do, and people that we've got, you know, people that play sports and people that play music, and I mean, it's just yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix. We had Jake doing parkour all over the house when we yes, first got married. I was, oh, pull my hair out. Yeah, that you were very <laughs> excited about that when he was like climbing up the wall. Yeah, that yeah. You've never had a kid do that before. No, I've never had a kid <laughs> try and put holes in the wall. <laughs> But thank you, Jake. That was lovely. I appreciate that. Um, or, um, you know, just different perspectives on where they've come from and the way they, the way our kids were raised were very similar, but there were some small, slight differences that, you know, we, you know, worked through. And I think it turned out uh, better in the end. Yeah. Because we kind of blended the two. Uh, we took the best of both. Yes. Once again, that's difficult in the beginning to mesh the two things, but we're not talking about how hard no, that is. No, we're not. Um, but I just want people to know that it doesn't just start off, la, 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 la. No. It doesn't? I thought that's what we were talking about uh -huh. today. Well, today we're talking about how you eventually can talk about all these wonderful things. <laughs> yes. Now, one of the things that, that uh, we talked about is mm -hmm. we think we can be more real in our relationship now than in our previous relationships because... We kind of learned from the mistakes we made in our previous marriage. Yeah. And so when we start having an argument, disagreement, um, I think we catch ourselves a lot of times and go, is this really worth it? Yeah. Let's, let's not go there. You know, we, 
I mean, of course we still have arguments and disagreements, but I think a lot of the time we catch ourselves and just go, you know what, let's not do this. Let's, let's uh, communicate better. Yeah. I think that has a lot. And you know what? We've, we've understand our old baggage and we've kind of set that aside. Maybe it's the years of marriage counseling we took too. Maybe. And you know what? We also, I think we're getting better at recognizing triggers and we can talk about it quicker. Like when we have an argument, a lot of times now we'll go, you know what? That was a trigger for me. And then we just had something like that. We did. And then we were able to talk about it and it, it, it like, I mean, it just opened up the conversation completely and the argument kind of melted away. The argument melted away. Instead, we talked about the trigger and how we can avoid the trigger and And the other person's completely understanding about the trigger. It's like, oh, that's why you were so upset. That's something we learned because of the failures that we made in our previous marriages. Yeah. So that is a positive that I feel like we can kind of um, get through the muck a little easier because of, of our experience. Now you put on here financial stability. It did not feel like financial stability at the beginning. (laughs) No, but what I meant by that is single parents, right? So like me as a single parent, um, I was struggling. I was struggling really, really, really badly. And even though you and I were still struggling financially when we got married, it was not the same struggle that you at were all having. that I was having. So sometimes financial stability can come about from blending yes. families. Sometimes it's two incomes coming together, right, under one household, right. Um, so I came, I came at that at that out of you as a a single parent that's having a hard time when you're now putting two incomes together. Now um, you can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that's where that was coming from. For, for me, it was a little different, right, because. Now I added more kids and more responsibility, right. but I can see the financial stability there. Right. Um, you know what? We've also found our kids can be, or they might be more honest with you, a little bit more open on what's going on in their lives and how bad you are as a parent sometimes. Yeah. You know, we- Or advice on how to do a better job as Yes. We occasionally get our kids to open up and you got to be careful. You might get what you wish for if you want your, if you ask your kids to you open have to be up. be prepared to listen. They might just tell you something that just goes right, a gut, you know, a gut right punch. Right to your heart. And yep. you're just like, whoo. But I think usually you can take that and go, you know what? This is something we can work on. And I'm glad you were honest with me. And But yeah, I think our kids have uh, more than maybe they would have been previously We've had some pretty honest discussion with them. Yeah, we have, which which is good, yeah. right? Because that only helps us become better parents. That's right. One thing that I thought was interesting, we talked about loving your bio kids and how that's different than loving your stepkids. Yeah. With your bio kids, it's almost like an instinct. Right. Right. Um, yeah, the second they're born. The second they're born, you love them. You're in right? love with them. Yes. It's like it's it's done. So you've learned and I've learned how to love our stepkids which was not an instinct at first. No. You have to not. actually open your heart up and say, okay, these are my kids as well. Yeah. And it's a little bit different. It, it teaches you how to extend um, that part of your heart. I thought that was going to be really, really hard for me because I'm not one of those people that like look at other people's kids and are like, oh, those kids are so cute. I love all kids. You uh-uh. said that about dogs too, but now you love dogs. It's true. I've changed a lot. But yeah, I mean, I, w- I never babysat when I was a teenager because I didn't like kids. And I was kind of worried when I 
was pregnant with my first child, I was like, am I going to like this kid? Cause I don't really like kids. And you know, like I said, it's an instinctual thing. As soon as she was born, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm in love. And so I was worried because I'm just not one of those people. It's like, I love all kids. Um, but when I do love, like I have dear friends that I love their kids. When I do, you know, cross that, <laughs> that boundary into, okay, you're not annoying me. I love you. Um, I fall pretty hard. And so, yeah, I mean, I did, I thought it would be, I thought it would be harder than it was for me to love your kids. It was pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, it was. And they, you know what they needed, they needed that love, yeah. uh, which was, which was great for, for all of us. Yeah. Because right? when you're coming out of a divorced situation, kids need to feel, they this. need to feel some security and some yep. comfort and some love. So yep, that's, they do. They that's need to awesome. feel that. Um, another thing that we get from blending our families and just if we push kids out for a second is now you have some new in-laws. I have new, new in-laws, yep. both, you know, parents and also sibling. Right. Um, so that brings a whole new perspective, especially, um, because when you and I got married, all of my siblings were already married and had families and all of that. So all those years that I spent with my first wife and them growing up with my family growing up right. and their families, yep. right, is now gone. And now you're interjected in. It, it's awkward. It's awkward at first, but it gave a completely di different worldview of things. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, getting to know your family. Right. And then you getting to know my yeah, family. Yeah, once again, another perspective, another changes your worldview. I mean, it's, it's, it's. If you look at it the right way, right, then it is just opening you up to. No, you know, I learned a lot. I've yeah. learned a lot from from that. Right. Instead of going in with a negative attitude of I don't need any more people in my life, I don't need any more I personalities can't be taught anymore. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're, if you're and open, we don't have any strong personalities in our families at all. No, no, <laughs> nope, nope, all a bunch of little micey people. Yeah. Sitting All right, so now we want to talk about, we're, this whole episode has been about lemonade of blended families, right? But you have to learn how to make the lemonade. How? How? Because it, it does not start off from day one being lemonade. Ooh, no, it's a and bunch you, of lemons. And you can't just um, pour sugar on the lemons. No. You can, and you will, <laughs> and you do, but it don't work, people. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> so... As we, I already mentioned this, not all of our kids were excited about our transition to a blended family. No, no, not at all. Um, some were hesitant, some were excited, some were, I don't want this at all. Like we had every emotion with kids. Yeah, we did. And um, now I would say the, the consensus is they're oh, all it's more than consensus. Yeah. They're all, they're all glad to be part of this family and this blended family and almost can't imagine their lives being any different now. Like this is their life and this is their family. And it's hard to even remember before that. Yeah. I, I think a lot of them feel that way, but, but it didn't just happen overnight. No, it did not. It, it included us making a concerted effort without forcing them. Even but, though sometimes it was forced. 
Oh, it was like, it you was. will go with us to do this activity. Yes. <laughs> right? We did yes, do that a few right. times. We like, hey, we're going to go do this. I don't want to. Well, you're coming anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. But it's it's also modeling and showing them uh, the benefits of it yeah. as well. And how we all support each other. And then our, our adult children that are out of the house, they're still really close. They are. And it's all about, it, it all boils down to your attitude. Yeah, and because our some of our older kids changed their attitude and went, "This is my new family. This is our new life. I can either just fight it and fight it and be miserable, or I can say, I'm going to open up and try and love this." And I that's what they did. They made a conscious effort to accept this new family. But it required effort. It did require effort on their part, on our part. And yeah. Yeah. And this goes into when you're in the situation of blending families, or even if you're not blending families, you have to take the approach of finding the lemonade yes. in the moment, which people say, oh, you're just saying put rose colored glasses on. No, I'm not. No. Because lemonade requires some effort. You got to squeeze the lemons, yep. but you have to see what the end goal is in sight. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, the number one thing. You have to make a conscious effort of saying, I want lemonade or lemon squares at the end of this thing. Right. And, and that's not going to happen to a lot of, like, I mean, one of our most resistant people in our family was Jake. Yeah. He was 16. He did not want the blended family. He did not want a new stepdad. Um, he didn't. No, and no, he, he didn't. He was very resistant. He was never rude or disrespectful. But he was not, he would just stayed closed off and it wasn't until he left. So I don't want you guys to think that this all happened in six months or even a year. It was years. Yeah. He had to leave the house, be on his own, um, mature. And then he started making an effort. So it, sometimes it won't happen for a while. No, sometimes be it won't. Be patient. But be patient, be flexible. Yep. Always invite. Yep. Always invite. Right. I mean, we have a, um, another son who we invite and he comes and he feels a part of the family, but he's not as tight knit as everybody else, but we no. still invite and he mm -hmm. still comes when he feels comfortable. Right. Which to me, that's great. That's where you want to be. Right. So that flexibility has to be in there too. And that yes. effort. Yep. Um, the younger they are and when their house, there isn't as much flexibility. Right. No, there's not. It's like, this is the co-parenting arrangement and this is what's happening. So, yeah. So, yeah, just be flexible, be understanding, know when to push and when to back That's off. That's the hardest part. That right is there. so hard. That's so hard because sometimes you want to, you can push. And you need to, and other times you need to back off. Well, and that's where you and your spouse have to really talk through things and work yeah. things out. You really got to be. Okay, the lemonade moment of the week um, is I, I'm getting old. That's what it is. Yep. So I had another birthday. Just you, not me. Just me. Yeah. You can tell by my beautiful white hair. Yes, just your um, So I had another birthday and we were going to go out and do something. But because of COVID, we can't even go to a restaurant. We can't go to a restaurant. We can't even eat outside of a restaurant. 
No, not not in our area. But we found out that the drive-in was open. Drive-in is open. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So that's what we did for your birthday. We went and we picked up pizza. Just you and I, no yep. kids. Well, yeah, of course. That's the only way to go to a drive-in. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> we went and picked up pizza, went to the drive-in, and we saw a good movie. And it was fun. Yeah, News of the World. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. And yeah, we had a really good time. And we, it was really the only thing we could do. So <laughs> there you go. There's our Lemonade Moment of the Week. We got to see a movie. That's right. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm -hmm.